0: Good morning and welcome or good afternoon in Pennsylvania It's probably good evening in some places of the world and good morning in other places of the world Um, really great to have you with me and this is Sean your host in the Leadership Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and on KLE podcast live broadcast Um, for the for the uh, podcast it's uh, it's downloadable and you can listen at any time on any platform. Most of the platforms that carry podcasts, you will find KLE with Sean Smith. And, um, this is about equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset, a kingdom, um, focus simply because where's my cursor gone? Um, because I have really got on my heart to see a new generation of leaders arise, um, to start a movement where we begin to impact people and say, hey, you are the leader and you lead when you begin to take initiative and begin to influence the world. You have the capacity. You just haven't developed it. You just haven't discovered it to develop it yet. And so it starts with being inspired, It being inspired with a conviction, with a mindset, with a paradigm that sees and thinks differently. And not because to be different. I'm not talking about space cadets and, you know, we're going to do everything different. It's just about that you come from a different perspective. And that perspective is the kingdom of God. Today, I'd like to briefly talk to you about Matthew chapter 5. Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 20. And we need to look at this whole process of of how Jesus began to introduce the kingdom of God, the mindset. Because if we don't get the right mindset, we never lead properly. You cannot lead it with, with a, a church mindset. Now, I'm not talking about being the church. We are the church. When we gather together, we are the church. When we meet together, We the church means ecclesia. Ecclesia is the called out ones, the ones that are called out from, from the cultures around called out to create a new culture. When we gather together, when we assemble together, we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We are the saints of God. We are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. We are kings and priests unto God. And we gather together. When we gather together, we assemble as a family, as a gathering of the citizens, as a community, to in fact encourage, to inspire one another, to... um, share with one another the salt and the light that we are so that we begin to encourage each other. And from there, we carry that culture into all the cultures around us. That was God. That was Jesus' plan. That's what he was introducing. He wasn't introducing a religion, a, a institution, an organization. He definitely wasn't coming to build a, uh, a religion. He said, upon, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And that church is the community of believers. We are a fellowship of citizens of the kingdom of heaven. If you begin to see it like that, then suddenly it begins to change the perspective. You are the one empowered to, in fact, influence the world around you. Now, let me just quickly talk about I just went to Google and I looked up the word culture. And so what is culture? Culture is a word, it says, uh, for the way of life of groups of people or communities of people, meaning the way they do things. Many times, you know, I've traveled to other cultures in the world. And many times the culture dictates how things are done. The culture is the way things are done. So when I went to Malawi and I get up to speak, I cannot wear short pants. uh, I have to wear long pants. Of course, most of the time they expect you to wear a suit and a tie. And I'm going, well, where did that culture come from? That's an English culture. That was because Malawi was a colony and colonized by the British Empire. And so they introduced their culture into that culture. And that culture is you wear a suit and a tie. It can be 105 degrees Fahrenheit, but you wear a suit and a tie. I come in there and I going, hey, we family. Are we family? Are we, are we a, le- a leadership a family of, of believers? Are we, are we in relationship? Do we all think the same. Why can't I wear shorts and and sandals, man, slops, and and then just sit down and talk? But because the culture dictates that you have to stand up in a suit and address the people, otherwise they don't listen to you. The culture overrides everything else, their culture, their way of doing things. And many times cultures, in fact, obstruct, um, get in the way of the gospel of the kingdom of God, the way God wants to do things, the way that God Jesus as King wants us to do things, the way we do things. So we begin to build our own cultures. Now I've been to churches and I'm talking about now the organization or the institution where this is the way we do things. Don't come and bring us a different message. Don't bring us a different way of doing things because this is the way we do things around here. This is our culture. And leaders have been kicked out of, I mean, you know, pastors, elders, they've been kicked out of churches. People come in and they don't feel part of what's going on because of the culture. But the culture of heaven, the culture of the kingdom of heaven is an inclusive culture. And that culture is based upon certain laws. So Culture is an integrated pattern of human knowledge, beliefs, behavior. Look at that. The outlook, the attitudes, the values, the moral goals, and the customs shared by a society or a community. The thing about it is is that we've created a Pentecostal culture, a charismatic culture, a a denominational culture, a Roman Catholic or a Methodist culture. You can see people act in a certain way they behave they have certain values certain attitudes within those denominational cultures within and they form a society a community and now you either fit or you don't you either do it our way or you don't fit but a universal culture that we are supposed to introduce and live and behave. The values, the outlook, the attitudes, the moral goals, the customs that we share should be one of the kingdom of God. It's based upon the laws of God, the ways of God, the will of God. That should be our universal, that when I meet you, wherever you are in the world, it's not my culture, my now American or South African culture, clashing with your culture from wherever, from the United Kingdom or or wherever, you know, or or um, Nigerian culture or Kenyan culture or um, whatever, you know, Chinese culture, Philippine, uh, the F- Philippines culture. We we we've got to. Uh, Begin to realize that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and embrace each other's cultures. It says culture is also a way of life of a group of people, the behaviors, beliefs, values, and symbols that they accept generally without thinking about them. And they are passed along by communication and imitation. Listen to this from one generation to the next. Culture is communication. It's like a, a communication of values, a communication of beliefs, of behavior, of values that we, we communicate to each other. That's why when we gather, that's what we're communicating with each other. But what we do is we all sit in a meeting and we've got one person shouting at us all the time and, and we never interact. We never have a sharing of community. And we've, that is, that's where the whole culture has gone wrong. Who sets the culture then? So we need to understand that we need to communicate a culture culture, and um, culture consists of beliefs, behaviors, um, other characteristics common to the members of a particular group or community or society. Through culture, people and groups define themselves, conform to, to that community's shared values, and contribute to that community or society. So that's what we're supposed to do as, as a culture of heaven, of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the culture of God. We've got that kingdom residing in us because we've got the Holy Spirit, the governor of heaven, residing on the inside of us. Jesus said, I must leave and I'm going to send you another just like me, but not me. And so he sent us the Holy Spirit. We have the books, uh, the, uh, the book of Acts, the um. In, in chapter 2, we have that supernatural birthing of the culture of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God into the earth. Supernatural birthing. You see, the, our culture as the kingdom of God, as citizens of the kingdom of God, is a supernatural culture. We carry a supernatural spiritual um, entity within us called the Holy Spirit. The third person person, the manifestation of God Himself. We've become His treasure. We've become the temple. We've, you and I, are now the the house of the Holy Ghost of the Governor of Heaven. We within us. Jesus said, "The holy, the, the kingdom of God is not by observation. Look here, it is, or there it is. It's not in an institution or in an organization. It's not residing in one person's idea." But it has its own, um, its own ideas, its own expression. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 7, I mean, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 um, to verse 20. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Listen to this. But if the salt has lost its taste, its purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That is culture. That is, we are, we carry the culture of the kingdom of God and we, that culture is to be salt, like salt that um, is, 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 uh, Giving flavor to the the, to the all the cultures around us. Look in verse uh, in the Message Bible. It says, "Let me tell you," Jesus says, "Why you are here? (laughs) You are here. That's why you are here. This is the purpose you are here. We need to understand that is that God is not calling us out of the earth." All the time, people have got this escapist mentality. We are not to run away from the influence of the cultures of the kingdoms of this world. We are to influence the kingdoms of the cultures of this this earth, of this world. Not earth, world, cosmos. We are to sow new seeds of a new government, the government of the kingdom of heaven into the earth. The kingship of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus, we are to sow that government into the governments of this, of the kingdoms of the earth, into every facet, every dimension. I I posted earlier this, um, I think it was uh, Friday, I posted about Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a woman that puts yeast in in dough and mixes up the dough and measures it into three measures until the dough permeates all the dough. The yeast permeates everything. You know, I make bread every other day here for the family. I bake my own, our own bread. I make a farm bread, and I, I uh, mix it up. And so, what I do is, I first activate the yeast in in um, in a bowl with sugar and uh, and warm water, and I put it in the microwave so it it uh, activates. And so. When it activates, it bubbles up, it becomes a frothy. And then I take it, put it in a bowl and I add salt and I add oil with it. And then I add um, uh, flour, bread flour or um, just normal flour, all-purpose flour. And I begin to mix it up. It's just a little ball about that size. But then I keep it in the bowl and I cover it with with uh, with a wet cloth. And I stick it back in the microwave again and I just leave it. I leave it for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And what happens is it swells up. It, it grows to like two, three times its size. And what has happened is the yeast is now permeated. So after mixing it all up, the yeast is mixed, but it hasn't activated the dough and it hasn't permeated yet. But when I leave it for a time, it actually begins to permeate everything. And so now I take it and I begin to uh, pummel it down again, roll it up nicely, put it in a bread pan, put it in the hot oven, and and it, it rises again into becoming a beautiful loaf that we can partake of. Jesus said the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom of God is like that. It permeates everything. We are supposed to permeate all the cultures of the kingdoms of this world with the culture of the kingdom of God. I apologize for the, um, for the, <laughs> my glasses, I am just looking now on the, on the screen, I see the, because I'm sitting with my laptop here, so it's shining on my, and you can't see my eyes too well. My eyes are here, trust me. <laughs> so, um, so salt, Jesus said, you're the culture that is in you, that you reflecting makes you like salt of the earth. And he says, let me tell you why you are here. So we are here for a purpose. You are here for a purpose. You're not here for no reason. You're not here by accident. You're not here to, you know, just be a follower all the time. You are here to be salt. Listen to me. Jesus was speaking to the disciples and to the people, the crowd, and he said, you are the salt. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, if you lose the values, if you lose that sense of uh, of the way of the kingdom of God. He said, um, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? How can they taste the culture of the kingdom of God if you lose the culture? If you're adapting to the cultures of the kingdoms of this world, if you're just fitting into the kingdoms of this world, how are you going to have how are people going to taste the culture of the kingdom of God? You've lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. <laughs> in other words, you're just gonna you're just gonna end up sitting on the sidelines waiting for something to happen, waiting for, for Jesus hopefully to come and rescue you when you should be the influence. But it's not about you, it's about the culture that you carry within you. He's, he goes on to say, you are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine. Again, here's another way to put it in the Message Bible. You are yet to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. (laughs) That's about culture. We've made this a religious mentality a church you know so what we do is we reflect our church we reflect our pastor we reflect our pop po- um our programs we reflect our little world, our little culture, and we're trying to be better than the culture, the little culture down the road. We're trying to be. We are. We are the Pentecostals, and we are the Charismatics. Oh, we are better than you because we clap our hands. Oh, we we'll be better than you because we raise our hands. Oh no, you don't understand. We've got. We've got a discipleship program. Oh well, we have a new membership program. This is ridiculous. This is so religious. It's crazy. And so we, all we got is this division, the sectarianism going on, and we are better. We are going to win the city. I mean, you know, I meet a pastor. He's got 20 people in his church, but we have a vision to reach the city. And I was like, The city doesn't want to be reached by you. Besides the fact you've got 20 people, how are you going to reach the city? <laughs> you know, it's, this is crazy. Be the culture to who you are. And, and keep the kingdom of God as the focus. Now, if you begin to say, we are going to influence this city with the kingdom of God, with our part, we're going to be salt, we're going to be light. So now we're talking business. Now we're talking about taking the, the 20 members. God, Jesus never said make members of churches. <laughs> never. He said, you are the church. You're members of the body of Christ. You're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Now we're talking a different paradigm you understand and we empower every person is empowered by the holy ghost to be a temple of god to be salt and light into the into the, the the dimensions of the culture of the kingdoms of this world that they are called to do my job is to is to equip you with what i do i'm not the only equipping gift in the world I'm, and I don't, my way is not the only way in the world. There are others that do it their way. We're so hung up on, are you a pastor? Are you a apostle? Are you a teacher? Are you a prophet? We're so hung up on these things that we've forgotten what we're here for. So anyway, so he goes on to say, he puts it another way. We, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. Hello? We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that, you've, now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Influence. Sow the government of, of, of God into all the governments of this world. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. It's all about what we represent. Again, um, the culture. Remember, the culture is consists of beliefs, behaviors, objects, and other characteristics common to the members of a particular community through culture. People and groups define themselves. And now they conform not to your church culture, not to your your city's culture, not to the world's culture. You are a new citizen of a new place. You understand? And therefore you are conformed to the kingdom culture and you share those values and you contribute to every single one of you. You know, the thing about... The kingdom of God that people, that religious people hate the most is it empowers everybody to be representatives and to reflect and to represent. They hate that. You've got to come through us. Religion wants you to conform to them, but we are conformed to a heavenly government. I'm not talking about independence. There isn't, oh, I don't even want to get into that, but I'm not talking about an independence. I'm talking about initiative. That you be the one that actually begins to communicate a new culture, the culture of the kingdom of God. You see, we, we've made witnessing a program, witnessing a, a a labor, but we don't, And and, you know, not everybody is going to be well, what we've taught and said, you've got to go out there and prophesy to the people. And this is crazy. And I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The this, this stuff we've made up um, is, is amazing. But you know what? We can empower everybody to be representatives of the culture of the kingdom of God. We can equip everybody. Everybody's empowered to do that by the Holy Ghost within you. You carry You carry that culture within you. We just haven't adapted to to it. We haven't conformed to it. We haven't, uh, you know, we've conformed to the cultures of this world. That's why Paul says, don't don't be conformed to this world, cosmos, but be transformed. Have a change, metamorphosis, by the renewing of your mind. The problem is, is that we're trying to live the kingdom and the will of God with an old mindset, with an old wineskin. We're trying to bring Christ into the world and with, with, while being conformed to old cultures. I, I just, probably one of the reasons I, I get rejected so much is because I refuse to conform to man's culture. I refuse. I refuse to submit to the statutes of men and the law and the restrictions and the obligations of men. I refuse. They call me a rebel. But the reason is, is because I conform to the kingdom of God. And I inspire, I influence, I impart values of the kingdom of God. Not Sean, not institution, not, not a, a religious organization, but of the kingdom of God. That's what I do. That's why I want to do it. My He goes on to say this in verse 17, Jesus speaking. Now, do not think that I came to do away with or undo the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Now, you see, cult, that determines the culture because the law and the writings is what sets the behavior, sets the thinking. It sets the values. It sets the st- the, the the boundaries of what we live by. Now I'm not listen, I'm not preaching the law. Okay, listen to me. He says, For assure for I assure you and most solemnly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of the pen will pass from the law until all things which it foreshadows are accomplished. Now we know that it was foreshadowing Christ as King, introducing a kingdom he didn't introduce a religion he introduced a kingdom so whoever breaks one of these least important of these commandments and teaches others to do the same listen to this will be called least important in the kingdom of heaven if you if if you break <laughs> the values the boundaries the statutes the laws Of the culture of the kingdom of heaven, and you teach others the same, you will be called least important in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches them, he will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus speaking. He didn't say, Those who have the most signs and wonders will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say those who can prophesy the most, who are the greatest apostle and have the most churches under them, will be the greatest. Those who are called archbishop will be the greatest. He didn't say that. Jesus said, whoever practices as a behavior and teaches, teaches what? The least of the commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20, he says, for I say to you, unless your righteousness is more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Because we understand that Jesus came to restore our right relationship to the Father as kingdom citizens, as new creatures in Christ. He removed everything that was a restriction, all the sin and lawless deeds within us, removed them, obliterated them from our lives, paid the penalty for them, and made the way for us to be rightly related to the Father as sons, citizens, (laughs) children of God. Amen? Listen to the the message Bible on this. Don't suppose for a minute that I've come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not yet to demolish, but to complete. I'm going to put it all together, put it all together in a vast panorama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Glory to God. Long after stars burn out and the earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Listen to this. trivialize, trivialize even the smallest item in God's law and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously. Show the way for others and you will find honor in the kingdom. In the kingdom, not in the church, in the kingdom. Unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living, you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. You won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. If you go to Romans chapter 8, And verse 3, in the Amplified, it says, For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. So what the law could not do, God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, overcame it in the person of his own son. Look, listen to verse four. So that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh, or you could say in the ways of the world. Guided by worldliness and sinful nature. But live our lives in the ways of the spirit guided by his power. Where is the law fulfilled? In us who live our lives in the ways of the spirit. Glory to God. In the ways of the spirit. We've got the spirit governor living on the inside of it. He gives us the power to live the culture of the kingdom of God. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the laws that govern the culture. Now the mind of the flesh, uh, verse 5, sorry, those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit, his will and purpose. Those that are empowered by the Spirit of God, who live according to the dictates of the Spirit, who live governed by the Spirit of God, the governor of heaven, live in the power of that so that they can, in fact, influence the world with the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus was saying. You can go read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, He doesn't talk about signs and wonders. He doesn't talk about, you know, greatness. He says the greatness of the greatest, the most important in the kingdom of God are those that live, behave, practice, teach. The word teach there is not from a pulpit, you understand. But those that instruct, those that communicate the laws of heaven, the laws of the kingdom of God. (laughs) that's when you are living the culture what you know is let's go to the word i'm not interested in your perspective or your opinion i want this perspective and when i read this i see there's a perspective a mindset that we need to adopt that's what jesus said repent change your thinking for the kingdom of heaven is at hand there's a new culture arrived there's a new influence. There's a new reign, a new rule that's arrived. There's a new culture that's here. That co- And, you know, I talk about the word culture. and People go, what are you talking about? The co- culture to me, because culture encapsulates values, beliefs, behaviors. It defines us. It is the, <coughs> oh, excuse me. It's the way of life. It's our it's our moral goals, our attitudes, our outlook. It's our customs, dictated by the Word of God. My bottle's sitting there down there. Dictated by the Word of God, the Law and the Prophets was were fulfilled in Christ, and now. Christ sent his Holy Spirit in us to represent all that is of heaven in us so that we can live it out. It's all fulfilled in us by the power of the Spirit of God. You see, when we are focused on man's customs and man's values, man's, you know, and boy, you know, religion will, and that's what Jesus was saying that the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the lawyers of the day of the religion, they demanded that you fulfill their tradition, their obligation. (laughs) They developed their own culture, which was not the culture of the kingdom. Jesus had to come and reintroduce the Garden of Eden, (laughs) where it's not about meetings we so set on our our agendas. Adam had no no such thing. He, d- he didn't have to have prayer meetings and and meetings, and he didn't have to have worship teams. <laughs> he you know pulpits and things. He did. and Listen, I understand all of it. I'm just saying, is that when that becomes the requirement to fulfill. Your, you know, that you to fulfill an obligation, then something is wrong. I'm not saying we just, I'm just saying we need to come with a different perspective so that we can influence the cultures of this world with the culture of the kingdom of God by the governor of God within us. That's, that's what I'm saying. We don't want to be the least and unimportant in the kingdom of God. Useless. That's what he was saying. They're useless. I throw them out. The, the message Bible says to be used as salt for for um, for the um, <laughs> on the pathways when it's winter. Yeah, you, we we throw salt on the on the pathways because it gets all iced up, man, and then gets slippery like crazy. So we throw out ice. I mean, salt like coarse salt. It's no good. For, you can't use it in your food. It's no good salt. And he said, You don't want to be that kind of salt. You want to be the salt and the light that influences, affects, makes an impact, brings, have the transformation, bring the transformation to the world. That's what witnessing is about. You shall receive power to be my witnesses. That the influence comes and that that you can read it in Acts chapter 1. Jesus said, They said, Man, when are you going to restore the kingdom? And he said, (laughs) <laughs> you shall receive power. He talked to them about the kingdom of God and he said, "You shall receive power. Go and wait, receive the receive the governor of heaven who will empower you to bring the culture of the kingdom of God to wherever you go." We need to I hope you you grasp my heart. I, I'm for something. I'm trying to to really communicate that it's a new culture, a new way of doing things. The culture incorporates all of that. It incorporates our outlook, our attitudes, our values, our moral goals, and our customs. that We share what we share with the next generation. That's why family is so important. Moms and dads, young men and children. We need all of those in the kingdom of God within the context of our family culture. Boy, I'm telling you, religion fights you on these things. Fights you on these things. But you are here because you are a kingdom citizen. You are a son of God. You are the seed of the kingdom of God. And I pray that as you listen, as you meditate on these things, as you begin to embrace the attitudes, the outlook, the values, the moral the moral, moral laws of Jesus Christ as king of kings and the customs, the way of doing things. When he says, you know, let your kingdom come and your will be done. That's the ways of God, the ways of his kingdom. Let Your kingdom come, your will be done. You, the will is being done. In fact, Paul says that in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or behave what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The will of God is not just some revelation that we have. It's something that we act on, something that we live out, something that we permeate, something that we, we take to influence the world around us. Let's get practical and not become a monastery-mindedness within four walls. If the church doesn't get outside of their four walls and out their meetings, we are never going to change this world. Others are. I'm telling you, people are affecting their agendas and their intentions at a rapid rate. They've infiltrated every system of the cosmos. And we are still inviting people to our little cultures in our buildings, thinking that that's going to change things, not going to happen. People are looking for a new government, and it's called the kingdom of God. <laughs> that's They're looking for a new culture that is built on righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Go read that scripture. I did a, a teaching on that a couple of weeks ago. He said, whosoever serves the Lord in in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Spirit, same thing that we read in Romans chapter 8, whoever serves the Lord in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost or in the Holy Spirit, pleases God and has favor with men. Isn't that what it's about? Not trying to prove something, but living proof, salt and light. You are the salt and the light. Of the earth. Go and do it. Go and be it. Don't let anybody restrict you. Go and be salt and light, influence. I'm not talking about being a prophet and, and a preacher and, you know, I, I hear this. I saw something the other day, and um, the, the they were talking about uh, the impartation to another generation, and a man that I respect highly was sharing and and praying for the next generation, challenging leaders about the next generation. And the person who posted it writes the the apostolic prophetic impartation. And I'm thinking, now, why wasn't it an evangelistic pastor uh, or teaching impartation? Why does it have to be an apostolic prophetic impartation? I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous how we stereotyped, how we've labeled everything instead of us just getting about the business of the kingdom. That's it. Just get about the business of the kingdom. But we want to, you know, send to, oh man, I don't even want to get into all the stuff that we, we've we developed to, to try and our programs, man, we've got to die to programs. Me, I, I'm here to equip you with a new mindset, a new point of view, a new outlook to remind you of the values, to remind you of a perspective. You can find the values. You can find the attitudes. You can find the moral um, excellencies of the kingdom of God. You can find the customs in the word of God. Let us now, you know, you can find those things, but I'm going to challenge all the sacred cows. I'm going to change, challenge the mindsets so that there's a change, there's a shift to begin thinking the way Jesus thinks, the way Jesus wants us to think, the way the word of God is, to become spirit-minded, not fleshly-minded, Okay. So that's from me. Thank you for being with me. I've gone way over time, but I just really wanted to inspire you today with those things. All right? So glory to God. Be blessed. Be powerful. Go and be the the culture of the kingdom of God with all the kingdoms of the world, wherever you are found. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Sandra, great to have you with me. Christopher, great to have you also on the call with me, man. Thank you. Glory to God. Well, that's wonderful, Sandy. I appreciate that. Thanks for the confirmation. Bless you guys and everybody else that's listening and watching. whose names haven't popped up. And uh, for those that are um, going to be watching later, God bless you guys. And have a super, super week. Hey, tomorrow I'll be talking uh, Mentoring Monday, maybe, hopefully. (laughs) Otherwise, it ends up Mentoring Tuesday or Mentoring Wednesday (laughs) somewhere along the line. But I try and catch it on a Monday morning, uh, just depending on the schedule and how things go. So um, I'll jump on tomorrow and be sharing something about Kingdom Leadership. All right. So God bless you guys. Until next time, this is Sean saying God bless and over and out.